0: Welcome to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gonsoulias, and I'm the host of the Locked On Yankees podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gots or at the Locked On Yankees handle. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode, even though it'll just be me bitching about J. Hap, <laughs> complaining about last night's game, and previewing today's game against Oakland. But first, you can get Locked on Yankees and all other Locked on podcasts straight to your phone, in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalayas, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. So the Yankees lost their third game in a row, which is weird to even say because that doesn't happen a lot, <laughs> not this season. Although I was expecting a loss because Jay Happ started last night, and I wasn't wrong about that. I was wrong with my prediction. I said on Twitter that I predicted he'd give up three home runs before even recording an out. So I'm kind of glad I was wrong about that, but I wasn't wrong about him giving up home runs. He gave up two. Last night, one to Chris Davis and one to Marcus Simeon. What's interesting is the home run he gave up to Davis was on his four seamer, which isn't surprising because he throws his four seamer a lot. But the home run to Simeon was on a slider that didn't slide enough. (laughs) 86.4 miles an hour, not too high, not too low, not great. And he threw a lot of four seamers last night. He threw 80 pitches in his four innings of work, four innings, five runs on four hits, two walks, four strikeouts, those two home runs. He threw 44 four-seam fastballs, six two-seamers, 13 change-ups, 17 sliders. So there's a big gap between his fastball and slider change-up combo. Now he did get five swinging strikes on the four-seamer, 10 called. They also hit 10 foul balls off the four-seamer. It produced five balls in play. His changeup got one swinging strike. His slider, one swinging strike. The changeup got one called. The slider got two called. The slider produced two foul balls. And the changeup and slider produced three balls in play each. After the game... Hap said that, I'm struggling to keep the ball in the park, which, no kidding, he's now given up 31 home runs this season. He said, we're trying to do everything we can between starts to try to figure out sequencing, location, execution, delivery. Aaron Boone insisted that Hap will make his next start, so lucky us. He suggested that the left-hander might try supplementing his fastball by resorting more often to his change and slider-cutter combination, which, that would be helpful. It appeared that Hap and Gary Sanchez were not on the same page last night, so that didn't help matters either. Boone said, The stuff is there enough for him to go out and continue to be successful. We have to continue to find a way with him, build on a lot of positive things that are happening. I can't think of positive things that are happening with Jay Hap right now. His ERA in his last six games is 8.07. 8.07. What is good about that? There's nothing good in his starts. I know that Aaron Boone tries to be positive and doesn't like trashing his players, but something needs to be done. I don't know if this is just a Hap thing I don't know if this is a Larry Rothschild thing, because I'm watching as pitchers who left the Yankees are being successful, uh, Sonny Gray being the biggest example, and looking at Hap struggling the way he is, and the Yankees not being able to help him. So what the hell is going on? Someone explain this to me. Now the thing that's annoying about last night's game is the Yankees out-hit Oakland again, this time it was 11 to 6. But the Yankees went 3 for 9 with runners in scoring position, which isn't terrible. As for the Yankees' offense last night, both DJ LeMahieu and Aaron Judge went 0 for 5, which is surprising, especially LeMahieu. Mike Ford went 3 for 4. He was a highlight of the night. Mike Tachman went 2 for 2. Urshela, 2 for 4. Gregorius, 2 for 4. But LeMahieu left three men on base, Judge, two. Labor Torres, four. Cameron Mabin left six. The Yankees left 18 guys on base. Not great, Bob. But Ford hit his fifth home run of the season. Gregorius hit two doubles, but the Yankees just couldn't get a big inning going, so they lost their third game in a row. Remember, to get this show every day, subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you get your podcasts. When you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcasts, Locked on Yankees. Fantasy football players, make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer and Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years of covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else. Get the edge from Vinny that'll put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Listen to Locked On Fantasy Football on your favorite podcast provider. When you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., an ibuprofen at 10 a.m., Post made it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free, browse local restaurants and businesses, and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with the code locked on. Welcome back. Tonight, Masahiro Tanaka looks to stop the bleeding and help the Yankees avoid a four game losing streak. He's been great in his last two outings, limiting the Blue Jays and Indians to two runs and seven hits over 14 and a third innings. That works out to a 1.26 ERA, and he won both starts. Other than two solo home runs, the Indians only managed two hits in six and one-third innings. His opponent tonight is Tanner Roark. Roark went toe-to-toe with Justin Verlander his last time out and pitched six innings of two-run ball, and he won the game. He's posted a 2.55 ERA in three starts since joining the A's via trade. As for matchups, there aren't a lot of big numbers here at all. The guy who's faced Tanaka the most is Chris Davis with twelve at bats and he's batting 083. The guy who has faced oh there's two guys who have faced Tanner Roark the most. DJ LeMahieu and Cameron Maben. DJ LeMahieu has faced him seven times and is only hitting one forty three. Cameron Maben has faced him seven times, he's batting five seventy one with an RBI. Tonight's game is actually a nine thirty seven start. Ooh, a whole half hour early. How exciting. I realize this is a Yankees podcast, but I have to talk about this because I just found out about it. Justin Verlander barred a reporter from his post-game press conference and said that he would refuse to speak to the media if that reporter was present. Now, I don't know how to say the reporter's name. It's either Anthony Fenich or Fennec. I'm going to say Fennich because it ends with a ch. He's covered the Tigers for the last four years. He was blocked from entering the press conference, which is a violation of the Baseball Writers Association of America's regulations. And the Astros vice president of communications said that Fenich was prevented from doing his job at Verlander's quote-unquote request. So, as reported by the free press, Diaz said Verlander was adamant that he would not speak to any credentialed media while Fenish was present. And the day before, Verlander had refused to speak to media while Fenich was present. This is amazing. Now, Verlander pitched a complete game last night and gave up two home runs in the Astros' 2-1 loss to the Tigers. And Fenich has a history of trolling Justin Verlander. Some funny tweets have come out from Fenich. There's one where he said he talked to Miguel Cabrera about facing Verlander and how he prepares to face him or something to that effect. And he said, I would quote Cabrera, but Verlander likes to look at my tweets. So there's a history between these two, but it makes Verlander look like a giant baby, which isn't a good thing. So I understand, I understand both sides. I understand Verlander not wanting to deal with this reporter who does nothing but troll him. And it's not very mature of Finich to do that, but it's also not mature of Verlander to bar him from his post-game press conferences. It's just a mess. Hopefully there'll be some sort of resolution. We'll see, I guess. I'm not sure if the Astros and Tigers are facing each other again this season, after today, because I don't even know if they're scheduled today. But this just cracked me up. I thought it was really funny, because I woke up, And check Twitter, like I always do, just to see if I missed anything from last night. And I kept seeing people talking about Verlander, but I wasn't sure what they were talking about. Then I had to look it up, and when I did, I just rolled my eyes. (laughs) Oh, boys, they can be so emotional. That's a joke. Don't get all upset. And there was another incident with the media last night. Kenley Jansen blew a save, but the Dodgers ended up winning the game. He still refused to talk to the media, or he wouldn't be available, to talk to the media. And you know what? Sometimes I think it's within the player's right to not talk to the media. Now, this is a totally different thing from the Verlander situation because the Verlander situation is him being pissed at a specific reporter. Kenley Jansen had a bad night. He didn't want to talk about it last night because, you know, your emotions are all over the place when you blow a save, I would imagine, And maybe you don't want your first thoughts about it to be the ones that the reporters quote in the post-game press conference. You know what I mean? And maybe he wants a night to sleep on it, and maybe he'll be available before today's game. But a lot of people were up in arms about it. Not necessarily the media. It was more the fans who think the players owe them explanations for when they have bad days. My thought is, these players are human, they feel human emotions... And you should allow them to feel those human emotions. They're not robots. Now, if Jansen comes out today and doesn't talk about it at all, then there's a problem. But if he comes in today and he explains how he was feeling last night, the fans should be fine with it. Again, these guys are not robots. They have emotions. They get fired up when good things happen. They get fired up when bad things happen. And sometimes they don't want to talk about the bad things. And I think that they should be given some leniency when it comes to that sort of thing. And I feel like reporters shouldn't shame them and fans shouldn't shame them. And it's within their right to give themselves a break. So before I end the podcast, I'll just remind you that Tanaka is pitching against Roark. The Yankees are trying to avoid a four-game losing streak. And after tonight they head down to L.A. to face the Dodgers. So this West Coast road trip is not letting up, kids. It's just getting harder and harder. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The new Locked On NFL is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows with the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brad Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Listen to Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Thursday. Hopefully I'll have more positive things to discuss, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.